0: Failing as your future self is better than succeeding when you are your current self. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Show. I'm Sue Parker and today I'm sharing you my summer read. My summer read is Be Your Future Self Now by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Now I'm a little bit obsessed with this sort of distillation of psychology. You know how we all get into a little bit of psychology and mindset work when we become an entrepreneur. Well, I've gone deep into the realms of psychology here. Now, traditionally, psychologists would believe that everything you are today is as a result of your past, past traumas, past reasons for it, maybe it was the parenting style that was used, your childhood, maybe it was something more serious, obviously, that, that has an impact on who you are now and the way you do things. Now, there's a new type of psychology and when I say new, it's actually not that new. It's probably been going around since the 1940s. And this is this idea that your future plays a bigger part in it. In fact, Viktor Frankl, who's the author of Man's Search for Meaning, he was in a concentration camp and I've talked about him a little bit before. Really great book, a little bit squeamish at times, but a really great philosophy in that having a purpose or meaning in your life is far more important about the future that you're going to do and you than your past or what's going on in the present he has some famous quote about um, for somebody who has a purpose or a future or a meaning they can withstand anyhow meaning the torture that happened in those days anyway i wanted to uh, digress away from that sort of thing and talk about my summer read because i wanted to distill this book and share the biggest lessons you know cut out all the fluff i mean i've read all however many pages it was it's a good book i've got to admit 200 pages Um, but there are some elements of it that really you can take away and implement and i thought i'd share the bits that i found the biggest truth bombs the biggest breakthrough moments and the biggest things that i'm probably going to take forward in developing my future self if you're thinking why, why, do I, why am I obsessed with future self? Why what does this even matter to being an entrepreneur? There's an element of when you're a goal setter, when you're aspirational, there's an element of needing to change. You know you need to change certain parts of who you are, might be certain habits, but then there's also elements of I, things you wanna do, things you wanna be, things you wanna have. And you'll you'll hear the quote so many times that before you can have any of this stuff, you've got to be that person that is deserving of it. And for many of us, the reason we're not achieving our really 10X goals, our extreme aspirations, because we don't feel worthy of them. We feel like we're playing smaller. We're not actually worthy of those big ticket clients or the work that we would do that would bring in that passive revenue stream or the million subscribers that Mr. Beast has got. But first, I find that before, before we look forward, I found it really helpful after I'd gone through this book to look back because only when you can appreciate the growth and the stages that you've gone through in the last 10 years or, or longer can you then look forward with the same level of oh yeah this is all going to change because apparently people we all have this inability to recognize that we're going to change in the future so now whether you're doing the dishes taking a walk whatever you're doing I want you to look back at your own timeline, think 10 years ago, where were you living? What were you doing? How different was your life? Are there things you do now that you like or did you go on the wrong path? Have your values, the things you enjoy doing changed? This question kind of reminds me of the fixed versus growth mindset thing that Carol Dweck talks about in her book. Fixed being you never change and growth being you're always learning and evolving. Now, here's one of the truth bombs that really gave me a breakthrough. You're not perfect. You know you're not perfect. And um, hell, if you're like me, you beat yourself up all the time for not being perfect. Oh my gosh, you did that wrong. Oh, you're useless at this. Why do you never do the other? Good. Well, the answer is we're not done. You are not done. You can let yourself off because we're growing and everything is changing all the time. You know, the idea of you being perfect in a finished article right now is just complete nonsense and we know this. So the person you are now in 10 years time will have evolved, grown, learned from new experiences, have different values, different viewpoints. And I think that can be really hard to grasp in the present when you feel quite fixed. But that's when we have too much anchoring to who we are now. And I find this quite enlightening really. The person I am now will change, the person you are now will change. So I did this exercise and I want you to do this too. And I'm a little bit reluctant to sort of say, this is mine because I don't want you comparing and I don't want to compare with yours because we know that comparing against something that's incomparable is just completely useless. It's it's comparing against where you were and where you are now. So do this exercise either in your mind or on a piece of paper, journal it tonight, where you say, in 2010 I was here doing this. And then in that five-year period to 2015, what were you doing? Walk through it. You achieved this. You got a qualification. Then the next five years, from 2015 to 2020. And then the next three years to where we are for 2023. I mean, like I say, I don't want to compare, so I don't want to read mine out, but I didn't have te- I didn't have kids 10 years ago. I didn't have kids. I didn't have a second home in France. I certainly wasn't giving up to live in France. I had a terraced house that needed some work and we've since moved on and had two more homes that we've renovated and done and made money on and you know this when you look back whatever you have done in that ten-year period I I guarantee you will feel wow I have come a long way I have done a lot And I believe this is quite critical because one of the things Ben says to do in your book is look forward. So you can do yourself a time capsule for the next six, 12, three years, five years, 10 years. And that's all very well and good. But it's really hard to connect with that person or that thing because it just seems quite arbitrary. I mean, we've all written down the goal, haven't we? I would like financial freedom. I've been writing that goal down for years now. I don't quite have it. But what's wrong is that I haven't contextualized that goal as to what it means I need to do today. And that's, That's probably the key message from this book. When you've contextualized that future self, who you are, you've connected with it, you've accepted that that will be you, but it's a different you, then what are the goals in the present that you need to anchor yourself to and commit to that will consistently build towards that person? More mindfully, more mindfully. Okay so when I did that, artic- uh, that exercise it was really enlightening and I've now got it and I talked about it with my husband and I would I would invite if you're family do it together because we used to do this every 12 months to talk about what we've done each month of the year as like a, a roundup around Christmas time. It's a really fun exercise but it will really help you like it did me to see how far you've come. Okay now I'm going to move on to what Benjamin Hardy in the book calls threats and he also calls truths or truth bombs. So These are kind of like breakthrough. If you are ready to break through the core of your belief and go, ah, I have been thinking like that, that is holding me back from becoming my future self. And my future self is critical to me achieving my goals, whether it's your business, whether it's your financial freedom, whether it's your time freedom, whether it's your location freedom. So if I were to share how the past for you is always changing, would that change a thing? just talk about an example here every moment you're alive every present moment we're rewriting our past our history because we're reframing it we're telling it under the context of our new knowledge i'm going to give you a really simple example it might be a moment like when you got in trouble and i think of this when i didn't do my maths homework because the whole class never used to do their maths homework i used to sit there every week thinking why the hell am i doing my maths homework when no one else does it So, but this one time, the teacher made a massive example of anybody who hadn't done it. He marched us up to the front of the class, he lectured us in front of the people who had done it. And he then introduced the head, who then lectured us at the front of the class like we were naughty children. Now, I was a people pleaser. I was a good kid. I was a high performer, high achiever. So, like, being told off was a big deal. I was super upset. I got so defensive. I was trying to justify why I'd done it. In my own mind, I'm playing a story that says, well, nobody ever did it, and it was only this one time anyway, and it was all perfectly fine. It was just a crappy bit of homework anyway. So that was my story at that point. Now, I later grew up to be a teacher, and I still remember that moment of humiliation at the front of the class. That one time when it felt so unfair because it was the only time I didn't show up and do it when everybody had been doing it. Now, when I become a teacher, I realized that when you have a situation like this, You usually talk to the head or you talk to the staff in the staff room or your mentor and they sort of talk about strategies to get your children to do the homework, your students, or strategies to make them behave. So you'd start trying these strategies out. Now, clearly, at some point, maths was an important subject. At some point, the head had gone, talked to this teacher and been like, no, 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 we've got to do something. We've got to shake things up. I'll come in and make an example of these students. So you probably just got advice my loathing of that teacher for the rest of my school days was probably a little bit unjust. He just learned how to handle it and it was only a bit of homework after all. I might have been the example cohort but it was no big deal. So becoming a teacher meant I reframed my past. It was like oh this one time I didn't do my homework and I got detention and we were made examples of. No big deal. But for years in school I was like I hate that guy. You see what's happened? We've Got a new context, we've learnt a bit more knowledge, so we've reframed what happened in the past. You can probably think of something where you've told yourself a different story. Maybe when you became a parent, if you became a parent yet yourself, you'll think about things more from your parents' perspective. I remember used to think my parents are strict, they never let me do anything, they never give me the sweets and, and the food that my friends have, they don't spend a fortune on taking us out all the time. I remember feeling like life is so unfair, my parents are so boring, they're so strict, they're so horrible. And now I'm a parent myself, I feel myself saying no to my kids for sweets. Extra Harry Bows when they've already had a sugar high, especially in the holidays, because I don't want to have them bouncing off the walls at 10 o'clock at night. So we're reshaping our past. So now I have a newfound respect for my parents for insisting on bedtime because, well, I don't insist enough and my kids take over my, my evenings. All of these sorts of things, you're reshaping your past all the time. And it got me to thinking, what else can you reshape? For ages, I had this frame that, My first business was not a roaring success. In fact, I used to say it was a massive catastrophic failure. It cost me a fortune. It was the biggest mistake of my life. And it it kept me from creating a new business for a long time. And let's face it, you know, it's a bit like they discuss in the Diary of the CEO, Steve Bartlett's podcast. You know, it's whenever you define the goal, whatever that is, That's what we're about. And I think in my first business, I just didn't really have the goal. I didn't really have a clear direction. You know, success is whatever you want it to be. So if you've got a dog to roll over, well, that's a great trick. But if the goal was to get them to sit, then it's not a success, is it? And I think we need to think about that a little bit more. What is the goal? It certainly comes out in this book. Okay, so going back, that my failure as a first business, you know, I've rewritten that story of what went wrong, how it went wrong. My relationship with that. Instead of thinking myself as a failed business owner, I started to think about myself as, okay, I just didn't know enough about marketing. I didn't know enough about my leaky bucket, my funnel. I wasn't getting those clients in and then getting repeat business from them. I didn't know better. Now in the book, he talks about Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is that YouTuber that's got millions of likes and subscribers and lots of money. It's a it's one of those channels that I just don't get on with because it's one of those pointless channels, a channel that he says Logan Paul like 100000 times or he counts to 100000. I mean, I don't know about you, but my pastime is not spent watching some guy count to 100000 or he gives money to um, pizza delivery guys and stuff like that. Some of them are really admirable, the things he does. And some of them are just pranks and stupid. And I wouldn't wouldn't be the kind of viewer that would be subscribing to that channel. But Mr Beast has done very well for himself. In fact, in the book, it talks about how he set some intentions about his future self. Almost as if it was like a pivotal moment. So when he recorded these videos, he basically addressed, you know, to my future self in 12 months time. And he started to verbalize what his goals were in a very public way. Now the video was scheduled to come out in 12 months' time, then another one in five years' time, and I think there was another interval. But the thing is, he verbalized his goals. It would be like, I hope I get to a million subscribers. And then as he said it, he got more emotional attachment to it. So he's there recording himself going, God, I really hope I get a million followers. And you could always see in the video that his whole persona changes Now, when was the last time you had a conversation with yourself about what you really want and got emotionally attached to that goal? Kind of don't most of the time, just like journal it out, go through the motions every night. But I don't want you to go through the motions. I want you to join me in getting a little bit more emotional attachment to that financial freedom goal or that time freedom goal or, you know, serving somebody on an incredible level and doing your work being purposeful whatever is that is your goal I want I want you to join me on let's let's try and be a bit more emotional about it and I don't mean sit there and weep all over it although you know I do that a lot as well (laughs) but really getting that connection like he got that's quite fundamental a connection to the person that you will be in 12 months time when you've achieved that goal and then and then really going for it you know he talked about um all sorts of things in that video but in the book we can either do A future self email, of which there are website links that you can do that and they will time the email to come out to you. I've done that before. That's really interesting, Um, especially when you go on a completely different path. Love that. You can do a video. You can do a voice note. I was thinking I might just use the voice notes on my phone, but then I need to make sure because I've got so many millions of them for the podcast. I need to make sure I know when it's going to come out and how to do it. I might figure out a way. And if I do, I will share a little tutorial. It's about reviewing your goals at intervals and also seeing how your path has changed. So I'll share some of those in the show notes. And hell, you can even share with me with the hashtag future self on socials. And we'll take a look at these. We could, we could roll these back up. Future self, let's get public with these goals. In 12 months time, I will. In five years time. In 10 years time, hashtag future self. And if you also need a wake up call, I read something last night that talks about how time was well we're missing opportunities right today apparently last night was a blue super moon yes it's like the brightest moon and it was the second moon of the month and the next time we're going to get that particular scenario is on the 31st of may 2026 and what the reason i say that is is like that blue super moon if we missed it the next time it's going to come around is 2026 that's three years time Three years time, folks. We're losing it. We're losing all our time. So don't think I'm going to start tomorrow. That's that's the message here. Okay, right. Um, I loved this particular quote. This is my most favourite quote and I've shared it on all my WhatsApp groups. So if you're part of my co-working groups, if you're part of any of my WhatsApp groups, you will know that I love this quote. Listen to this. If you feel like you're failing, particularly listen to this. Every time you feel like you're doing something wrong, listen to this. Write it down. Failing as your future self is better than succeeding as your current self. That's powerful, that's really powerful. Okay, so I'm gonna move on in a second to how the expert advice for designing and becoming your future self. But first, I want to just focus on a couple of different things that will really help you. So first of all, small vision, which is what most of us are, I don't know, poised with, a small vision. When you're poised with a small vision, you're gonna get, you guessed it, big results? I don't think so. We're gonna get small results. And that's something I want you to take away as well. Um, So like, I don't know, if you're thinking, I'd love to get a little promotion with a thousand pound pay rise, or I'm gonna move jobs and get a 2000 pound pay rise, or I'm gonna get extra sales this month and get an extra 50 quid. Small vision, small results. Then I want to read something that Brené Brown said in her in her TEDx talk, and in fact, in all her talks I think I've heard, she quotes this. And it's all about being in the arena. And if you're not in the arena, you're not evolving, you're not in the game. The arena is where it counts. This is Theodore Roosevelt's quote. I would like to do it in his old voice, but I don't think I can do it. So let's have a go. It is not the critic who counts. It's not the man who points out how strong that man stumbles. Or whether doer or deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there's no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, great devotions? who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end of the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory nor defeat. If I was to paraphrase that, it'd probably be something along the lines of, it's better to have tried and lost than never to have tried at all. I think that's a little bit of a coin on the love the love thing. Right, expert advice. So now we are going into all the expert advice. How do I become my future self? Why does it even matter? Well, like, do I need a 12-month sabbatical? Do I need um, a fatal disease to sort of snap me into shape? Do I need a divorce? What's the change that my mind is looking for? You know, my mindset. What have I really got to change to move into thinking more about my future self? Is it as simple as I just write a letter or do Mr. Beast's video? I mean... I was thinking, how do I then get into that future self? Or right, I know I understand all of the theory, but how do I then do it? So I've jotted down a few of the steps that he talks about in the book and in my kind of language, in my kind of application, because let's face it, we've all got a hell of a lot on here. I want you to think about, like I do, about everything being a cost or an investment or like a, a plus or a negative to your future self. It's like, I can eat cake, I can eat burger, I can spend money, I can invest money. So which am I going to do that my future self is going to thank me for? Are they going to thank me for staying up late tonight and getting up late and missing my goals? So if you think about everything you're doing, every choice as a cost or an investment to that future self, you're starting to put yourself in their shoes and I believe that is quite critical. Okay, number two, if you have three priorities, then you have none. This is a quote I've heard so many times and I preach it myself. Okay, but here's the deal. We're all human, right? So what is a priority? I mean, I got three kids, one, two, three. So are each one of them a priority? Seb, Amelie, Luca. I've got to learn French. We're doing a visa application. I've got a husband and I need to invest in that relationship. I've got a business, I've got a podcast. Am I investing in property? That's a lot of priorities. So I guess it's about contextualizing and one of the things I did to try and contextualize it is the question he asks is what one goal that if I achieved it would make everything else so much easier and when you focus on that it kind of helps you to whittle down your three priorities in any contextual moment. Now I've got to have a happy home, happy home is critical to absolutely everything and it's also the most important job in the world. So maybe you've got something at home going on and you've got a work goal, a professional goal, that one thing that will make everything easier. I'll let you reflect a little bit on that tonight. One thing that really helps is ditching the lesser goals. It says in the book that we're not distracted by obstacles but we're distracted by lesser goals. I think we could probably all relate to times when we wanted to keep a little project on the sideline. Oh, we'll do a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of the other. And the problem is those lesser goals or those short-term goals sometimes, they're not related to the long-term one, they're just to keep the lights on. I would really like to reflect on that a little bit more. Okay, and then how do you actually become your future self? Well, some of the core things that are at the heart of most of these books, you know, I'm thinking um, about Cranfield's book, I'm thinking about any of Robin's books, I'm thinking about any of Brennan Bouchard's books. There's always some key themes that go through these books. And even the law of attraction. It's first of all about clarity. Connecting with your future self and figuring out who is that person. What is the clarity? What's the clear goal? Then it's about asking what do I want? It's being clear, it's telling everybody about it but it's also asking for what you want and need. Then there's a key thing about scheduling. If I look at your schedule and it's full of something that is not relevant to these goals then of course you're not going to achieve them. I like to think of the analogy that they use, I think Covey said this but it always sticks in my mind. Imagine you have a jar and you're pouring in sand into the jar and the sand represents All of these small, urgent, important tasks today. It might be putting the dishwasher on. It might be washing the dishes. It could be sorting out that bit of washing. It could be clearing out that part of your wardrobe. All of these small tasks. I mean, let's face it, there's enough busy work that we can fill all our weeks, all our months, all our days with it. So if we pour in the sand into the jar of all this busy work, and let's face it, I've got three kids. I know enough about busy work. (laughs) I've got, you know, houses as well. And Like you, there's enough of that busy stuff to fill the time. Before you know it, the sand has filled the top, it's overflowing. You're busy, you're overwhelmed, it's heavy, but you've not got any time to fit in the big big goals. You know, let's try and put some big rocks in there. I can't because I can't fit it in because of the sand, the busy work. Okay, let's empty the jar and start again. What if we put in our three big rocks? Our three rocks are our three priorities. Your family time, your business passive income stream, whatever it is you're doing, and something else, maybe a health goal. And we put those three big rocks in. And then maybe we've got some smaller things we wanna do. So we could either fill the rest up with the busy work, the sand, or some smaller rocks. But the point is, we put the big rocks in first. So next time you get your schedule out, block those big, rock, big blocks of time, and let the sand, the busy work, the day-to-day, the life admin, just seeping around the edges, instead of filling up your really good focused flow time. That's how I like to think of it. I hope that analogy works. So we've done get clarity on your goal and connect with your future self. We've done ask, we've done schedule, and then finally, complete imperfect work. So I like this. They take a different stance on the 80% rule. The 80% rule is where you say, I'm going to do work that's imperfect it's 80% complete and then I'm going to push it out there I'm going to publish it I'm going to ship it is a, is a common phrase that Seth Godin says he's the author of all the marketing books Seth Godin says you've got to ship if you're not putting it out there you're not putting inconsistent work in, in imperfect work out there consistently then you're never making traction you're never growing improving getting feedback and I believe that schooling kind of set us up wrong for this because I'm a perfectionist like no other you know I've got lots of incomplete projects uncompleted work unfinished projects but I've got loads of it stacks and stuff. I've got a laptop full of videos for you mate but here's the thing by never putting that imperfect work out there we never get the feedback we never get the traction we never get consistency we never get better because we never show the world it and we never make progress so I'm really gonna take that one away I'm gonna put lots of 80% complete work out there okay Um, finally I want to just end with a little bit of a connection on your future self which is about gratitude. Can't not include gratitude. For some of you, you may like me have been binging a little bit on YouTube when you were back home in on Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza is the guy that talks about meditation and how you can enter different states so you can see your future self. Gratitude is quite key because One of the things I've really been struggling with is when you do that visualization of your future self and you've got those goals, it's it's like connection to it. I feel like gratitude might actually hold the answer here. Joe might even be right. Joe Dispenza might even be right. When you feel worthy, when you feel like you've achieved something, because like, you know, we've got this imposter syndrome going on all of the time. You feel like you believe it. You feel like you're worthy. I don't know about you, but sometimes I look at those big goals because I'm a big goal thinker. You're listening to this. You're probably a big goal dreamer, too. And sometimes the reason we think small is because we think we only can achieve small. You know, that big, big goal of having complete financial freedom, having the beach house on the beach in the Mediterranean, having my kids fluently speak French, me being healthy and doing exercise every morning, religiously, and being this happy and contented and charismatic person on the stage. Sometimes those things seem out of reach. And I want you, if you're walking, talking, listening with me now, do your big goals, big dreams sometimes feel so out of reach you can't even believe they would ever happen for you? Gratitude, they reckon, is where we make ourselves feel worthy. And we make ourselves feel worthy by feeling like we've already received it. Now you've probably heard this a thousand times with the law of attraction and manifestation or anything like that. How do you feel grateful for something? So... I start by, I do te- I do at least 10 items to be grateful for, 10 things I feel grateful for every single morning. But what happens if I start to include some of the things that I feel grateful for that I haven't yet received? You feel grateful for the new clients, you feel grateful for you- that your course is a success, you feel grateful that you've purchased 10 properties that are bringing you passive income, you feel grateful that you've got location freedom and you can now work on your laptop. So starting to incorporate some of the things from your future vision into what you feel grateful for today. Let's try that in your next meditation. Let's try that. I feel like I've overloaded you a little bit there. I've got four pages of notes, so I probably have overloaded you a a lot there. But I've saved you some time reading the Be Your Future Self Now book that we've been reviewing with Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'd love to know how you got on, if you've read the book, or if you've listened to this episode, what your key takeaway, what your biggest quote was. Tag me on social media. It's at IamSueParker. And quick one, please share this podcast with somebody and click that plus button at the top. Take care, folks, and I'll see you again very soon. Bye congratulations for showing up and being one of the eight percent that actually turn their dreams into reality i appreciate you for listening and i am committed to helping you improve the quality of your life for more resources make sure you check out the show notes underneath don't forget to hit subscribe and leave me a five-star review and remember you are incredible and if you dream it you can achieve it